Hello, welcome to the Thursday, March 24th, 2022 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. We got another great malware write-up by Pratt, and he this time looked at Mars Stealer. Mars Stealer is derived from older malware, and well, uh, Brad documents that Vidar and Oski Stealer were uh, basically precursors of this malware. What's sort of interesting here is that the malware, when it's being installed, is not just installing itself; it's also installing. Um, six different DLL files that are actually themselves not malicious. Uh, four of these are Thunderbird uh, files like DLLs, like for example, NSS and Softoken and Mosclue are some of these DLLs that are being installed by Mars Dealer. And it uses uh, the functionality of these legitimate DLLs then in order to facilitate its data exfiltration. Mars Dealer may arrive via various uh, downloaders. It's then downloaded as a zip file. The zip file does also include these non-malicious uh, DLLs. And well, then it starts with exfiltrating commonly stolen data from the system it infects. The exfiltrated data is wrapped up in a zip file and then essentially just uploaded to a website. PCAPs uh, of actually all three different variants, so the old ones going back to 2019, as well as the latest one, the Mars Dealer from this month, are available with links in Brad's diary. And we got a little bit more insight in what happened with Okta. So apparently on January 20th, an employee of Cytel, Cytel is a company that uh, provides outsourced customer support, was uh, compromised and then the access gained from this employee's system was used to access 366 different Okta customers. How much access was gained here with these customers uh, isn't necessarily obvious based on the blog post. They're stating that it's the maximum potential impact. So I'm assuming they're still waiting for some additional screenshots from lapses before they really know what uh, lapses did with those 366 Okta customers. Now, Okta explains that it took so long to actually uh, get all these details was that the contractor that Cytel hired in order to investigate the incident uh, didn't uh, submit their final report until March 10th. But uh, then it took Cytel until uh, yesterday, apparently, to provide that report to Okta. And that's when Okta then started its internal investigation identifying the 366 customers. Overall, of course, investigations like this take some time. It's a little bit odd that uh, things just finish up and reports are delivered a couple days after screenshots of the attack are being leaked and that neither Cytel nor Okta informed their customers of a potential breach before that. Microsoft also published a more detailed write-up of uh, the lapses uh, incident that they experienced in recent weeks. One of the 
key sort of takeaways here, I think, is that Lapsus uh, spends quite a bit of effort sort of uh, trying to get a user's credentials. This includes SIM swapping. Uh, this also includes, uh, for example, just uh, bribing companies at uh, phone companies or at the target companies in order uh, to obtain credentials or to facilitate uh, SIM swapping in the case of uh, phone companies. So Microsoft recommends uh, that you should use strong multi-factor authentication, meaning something like FIDO tokens or anything that is not just tied to a phone number. This should specifically apply to anything like uh, VPN access or any access that employees or individuals with uh, elevated privileges are using to connect to your systems. I will add in the show notes the latest uh, write-up from Okta and Microsoft. Uh, In particular, Microsoft one, I think, uh, has quite a bit of sort of more actionable details. The Okta write-up really sort of more focuses on explaining the timeline of the incident. And if you're developing for Azure and you're using NPM, uh, well, uh, take a look at the latest blog post by JFrog. JFrog discovered how typo squatting is used to impersonate a number of very popular Azure packages. Typically, when you're using the Azure packages, you're using the Azure scope. So there's like an at Azure and then slash and the name of the package. Well, the packets that are being sort of added as fake and malicious packages here are just dropping the scope, the at Azure part, and then hope that the developer not paying attention will include the malicious package. Apparently, 218 different packages have been found that sort of fall in this particular category. The malicious packages were just uploaded uh, two days ago, so they were discovered pretty quickly and luckily were downloaded only about 50 times. But of course, more similar packages may show up at any time. Still important to be aware that these type of attacks are happening. Well, that is it for today. Thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.